Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. Uh, my name is Brian Nichols. If I didn't get a chance to introduce myself earlier, I'm the pastor here at Coastline. I want to thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us here uh, this morning. Today we're continuing into a series that we started last week called This Is What We Do. And uh, we've been talking uh, just for a week, and we'll do this for the next couple of weeks, about the kind of core beliefs that, that we believe, the things that we kind of built our church on, you know, why we do what we do. And so last week we got together. And uh, we read through this mission statement that's all over our website and it's on Facebook. Uh, and it looks something like this. I think it's going to be up on the screen. It says, Coastline Church exists to connect people with Jesus and with each other and challenge us all to grow as we go to take our next steps in him. So we boiled it down to three things, which we've talked about over the past uh, couple weeks and weeks to come. The first one last week we talked about connect talked about how there's power in connection, right? Love uh, is a relationship connection that we should have with one another. Jesus says that we should love God. We should be connected with him, with all. Uh, And he says it's equally as important for us to connect with our neighbors, to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And so it's incredibly powerful to do that. Uh, Last week, we had a bunch of um, circle groups that met throughout the week, and we're hearing stories about how people are just having a fun time, great time connecting with one another and sharing their problems and dealing with stuff, and also just learning uh, about the Bible. And so if you're interested in any type of community or getting connected here at Coastline, uh, please let us know. We would love to do, uh, help you do that. Today, though, we're going to specifically talk about the importance of growth. Uh, but before we do, uh, I'm going to pray for us if you're all right with it. And we're going to pray for the air conditioning that it turns on and that I don't sweat up here like a crazy man. You guys all right with that? Heavenly Father, thank you for whoever, introdu- for whoever invented AC. We're so thankful for him. I pray you'd help it work. Uh, God, I thank you so much for this word that you've given me today. I pray that you allow me to speak it above and beyond my ability. Give me the words to say at the time in which I need to say it and help my brain stay where it needs to stay. And ultimately, God, I pray that you keep us from any type of distraction, from worrying about the past weekend or the stuff that's uh, to come. I pray that you would show us how we are how we are called to grow and change our lives to, in pursuit of you. Have your way here this morning. Everybody said amen. So um, my wife and I have been living in uh, New Smyrna. We bought a house here seven years ago, five years ago. This is okay. That was way off, two years. Uh, we bought a house here five years ago, uh, but we've been living here longer than that because we rented it for a year uh, and then we bought it. Um, but I remember when we first moved in, as home buyers, uh, moving into our first house, uh, we were incredibly excited. We had always lived in apartments before that. Uh, you know, we never had like a lawn that we had to mow. Everything was like taken care of. And so we moved into this house, which no one had lived in for about a month. And as we moved all our stuff in, I looked into the backyard, which was huge. It's a big old double lot. And, and I saw that no one had cut the grass in like a month. And we had some healthy grass. Like the grass was like up to your waist. Like, I've got a a two-year-old named Ben. You could have thrown him in the grass, never seen him again the rest of his life. It was just giant. It was like a little jungle out there. It was crazy. 
And so uh, it, was, it was cool. I liked having the big yard and the kids could go run in it and stuff like that when the time came for it. But the problem is I did not have any type of mowing device. Like I didn't have a weed whacker. I didn't have a mower. I had nothing. And so I did what every son kind of does and you try to figure out how to borrow one from your old man, right? Dad, can I borrow your mower? Well, at the time, his mower was in the shop. It was broke, but he said, hey, I've got this really old mower. You know, it's, it's only got three wheels, and it's got, a, it's got this Briggs and, Briggs and Stratton engine that's older than you on it, but you should be able to mow your grass with it. And that first time I mowed my yard, it took me every bit of three hours, maybe four. Erica came out and checked on me at least a half a dozen times. She thought it looked like I was about to have a heart attack. It was in the middle of summer. Like, I mean, it was just, it was absolutely hell. Like, if there was that, if hell was anything, it would be mowing my backyard with a three-wheeled lawnmower. It was atrocious. But one cool thing happened while I was doing that. As I was mowing the yard, I got the whole yard mowed, and I found out that right in the middle of the yard, my backyard, was this tiny little lemon tree, and it had one little lemon on it. And it was kind of like cool because we didn't know that before. And it's, it's this idea of like new growth, new beginnings, right? Everything is, it, it, it was pretty cool to see this little thing just sprout up from the middle of my lawn. And so I showed it to Erica and we kind of started to water it a little bit. We tried to take care of it. You know, I, it was like right in the middle of the yard. So every week after that, I'd have to like mow and weed eat around this little lemon tree. Um, and it looked, it looked great, but it never freaking grew. It always stayed the same little tiny, I mean, it was like a twig sticking up in the ground and had a little lemon on it. And that was it. It never did anything. And so I started to get a little frustrated. I started, okay, we'll fertilize it. We'll get a little fertilizer on it or something like that. You know, we'll make sure that, you know, nothing is wrong with it. We'll keep it watered real good. We did all the things that we could, but still it never grew. And a couple years ago, I was reminded of uh, this story uh, in the Bible where Jesus experiences something similar to this. It's in the book of Mark, chapter 11, verse 13 to 14. It says that as he's walking through the countryside with his disciples, it says this. It says, seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to find it out and see if it had any fruit. When he reached it, this is Jesus, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. Now, it's pretty harsh, right? I mean, Jesus is speaking to a tree, but he says, you're not going to produce fruit ever again. You're done. And later on in the Bible, as you, as you read through the stories, you see that they actually return to this tree the next day, and it is completely, completely dead. And it sounds pretty, pretty heavy-handed, but it made me think, okay, when it comes to growth, Growth is important. And so when it comes to my little tiny lemon tree in the backyard, I don't have a lemon tree anymore because I pulled that joker up and threw it away because it did not produce anything. I was tired of weed eating around it. It was, it was terrible. But that, that, that thought, that, that meaning of growth has still stuck with me for the past years. Because there's this natural truth, and I believe it's a spiritual truth that, as well, that when it comes to things that are healthy, healthy things should grow, right? But unhealthy things, they don't grow. When it comes to grass, healthy grass is going to grow. But lemon trees that are not healthy, they're not going to grow. And I think the same thing happens with us spiritually. Based off of what I've seen with Jesus, what I, what I read in his stories, he wants us, he wants to see us grow. The Apostle Paul, he talks about the importance of growth in the church. He says this in Ephesians chapter 4, 
verse 11 through 16. It says this. It says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church. Build up the church, that means grow. Build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be, that we will be mature in the Lord. How many of you guys know something can't mature if it doesn't grow, right? Mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown away by every kind of wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that sound like truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, who is the head of his body and the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of, full of love. I'm going to tell you right now, church, when it comes to you individually, when it comes to us as a church, when it comes to you spiritually, growth is important and you should be growing. We see this throughout our lives, right? I've got two small kids. I love them. I can't wait. I was looking back on pictures of Olivia when she was like two years old. Man, she's grown so much. I love that she was that tiny and cute, but I'm glad she didn't stay that way. Ben's two years old now. I love him. He can barely speak, but I, I want to watch him grow up and become the young man that he's supposed to be. Many of us, we love the hobbies that we have because there's growth in them, right? Anybody here play golf? Okay. Anybody here really terrible at golf? All those people should keep your hands. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh yeah, I'm worse at golf. Um, we like golf because there's an opportunity to growth at it, right? You get better. Anybody here? We got some surfers, right? You got a whole row of them. You guys, part of the reason why you guys like surfing is because every time you go out, you learn something else, you get better with age, right? I don't know who the oldest is there, but you should be the best, right? Perfect. Everybody's playing the show. <laughs> I enjoy fishing, but every time I go out fishing, I learn something. I grow in, in these things, and we like them. We like to do these hobbies, these different hobbies, because we enjoy, we like to grow. We see specifically uh, in the Bible when Jesus was a child, um, at some point he kind of gets lost and separated from his mother and his father, and they find him in the temple and he's speaking to the teachers. It says that they are astonished by this young boy's ability to interpret the Torah, to interpret the law. He's already smart. He's already, he already has the wisdom. But still the Bible goes on to say that Jesus himself, in Luke chapter 2, verse 52, says Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all his people. I think it's important for us, it's good for us to grow. And sometimes, just sometimes as Christians, we we kind of have this mentality of like, well, once we've stepped our foot in the door, once we're in, like once we're on the ladder, we're good to go, right? We've got fire insurance. There's nothing to worry about. But I want to tell you, I, I believe that we're called as a church, I'm called as a son of God to continue to grow and follow him. And so today I want to look at uh, three different ways that we can grow as followers of Christ uh, and continue to follow uh, our heavenly father. 
And we're going to pull them all from uh, the, this verse in Luke chapter 10, verse 27. I, spoke, I read it to you last week as well. It says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. I think that you know, when Jesus said that these are, these are the things that are most important, this is the most important thing in all the law, to love God in these ways and to love our neighbor as we love ourselves, when it comes to our mind, our strength, our soul, and our heart, I believe that in all these things that we should grow. And so uh, specifically in the beginning, I want to talk about uh, growing in our mind, right? Our brain, all of us here have a brain. Some have a better brain than others. I'm just going to be, Erica was telling you the truth. I'm terrible when it comes to numbers and math and even time. I cannot ever, like, I'll tell you a story and say, hey, the other day I was doing this and Erica's standing next to me says, baby, that was two years ago. <laughs> I'm terrible at time. Uh, I've got a, uh, I'm, I'm also not a good speller. I'm a little bit better speller than my sister. Megan, are you here? I'm going to embarrass you. She's in nursery, so I won't embarrass her. I'll go ahead and do it. That's right. So uh, we were hanging out at some point, and we had to get some uh, ingredients to a recipe that she was making. And so she texted us, or no, she wrote out and took a picture of it, of the list of ingredients that she needed, and it had all these things. And one of it was cucumber, spelled Q-cumber. That was it. That was great, right? Some of us were, were super intelligent, smart people. I, I don't claim to be one of those people. But I was watching uh, a, a show on Netflix this past week about Bill Gates. They say Bill Gates reads something like 13 books a month. That's like almost like one for every two days. That's crazy. I hope that math was correct. I told you I was terrible at math. The reason why he's so smart is because at some point he's continued to use his mind. He's strengthened his mind, this muscle that we all have and can use, and it is a fantastic tool for us. Some of us, we don't use it as much as we should, and I want to tell you, you have an opportunity to use what God has given you. Strengthen that thing. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says this. It says, do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform, it's another word for grow, transform you into a new person by, challenging the way, by changing the way that you think, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. One of the ways that we can grow, it says, is by changing our mind. By growing the thing that we are supposed to use each and every day. Today, I think one of the things that we're, supposed to call, we're called to do is to grow what we know. Look at your neighbor and say, grow what you know. You know, I have a, I'm not a super intellectual person. I don't, uh, I'm not super deep uh, when it comes to theology. There's a lot of stuff I'm learning each and every day. Uh, I talk with our, our youth guy, Brandon. He's also my neighbor. Uh, and Brandon is a very intellectual person. He uses words that are like $20 words that I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I get in the car and I'm like trying to Google, what was that? I have no idea what he just said. That's just not, this is not who I am. How many of you guys remember back, um, I think they're actually still on today. There's uh, a couple of TV shows, game shows. How many of you guys like game shows? There's one called Jeopardy, right? And there's one called Wheel of Fortune. And some people like watching both of them. Jeopardy, Jeopardy is a little bit, it's like, it's almost like you can illustrate two different types of people in these game shows, right? Because Jeopardy is like super smart. It's like they give you the answer and you have to ask a question, which is already confusing enough as it is. Right? And you're 
like, what is nepotism? Or what is nihilism? Or, you know, something like that. And, like, I've, I have no idea when I watch that show. But these guys are super, super smart, super intelligent. And then you got Wheel of Fortune where it's like, I would like to buy a D. You know what I'm saying? Oh, there's three of them. Perfect. That's my kind of show, right? I'm like, yeah, give me the, yeah, that's perfect. I'm going to tell you right now, like, I, I, I connect with that show a lot better than I do with Jeopardy. I think, I don't, wherever you're at when it comes to your mind, I, I don't think you should be judged based off of it. But I do think the act of growing is important for wherever you're at. When it comes to biblical truth and knowledge, man, I'm happy for everybody that shows up and learns something here at Coastline. I pray that's what the Holy Spirit does through me each and every Sunday. But if this is the only place in which you come and, and, and grow mentally, if this is the only place that challenges you intellectually when it comes uh, to the truths of the Bible, I want to tell you that you're missing out. You're missing in a, a great, great opportunity because there's great things out there. And it's not something that should happen just on Sunday mornings. You know, Erica said something that we were, we were putting up a podcast, but there's thousands of great podcasts out there. Erica and I listen to a good one almost each, each and every day. There's a, a fantastic apps out there in version. It's a Bible app that literally, it's not this thing where you've got to read through the beginning, from the beginning to the end of the Bible. You can say, hey man, I'm dealing with this. And it pulls up Bible verses and Bible studies that you can follow through that are very easy to follow. I think it's very important when it comes to this gift that God has given you in your mind that you choose each and every day to wake up and say, you know what? I'm going to grow what I know. Everyone say, grow what you know. The second thing I think that we need to grow is uh, our, our heart. And this isn't physically, this is more capacity. I feel like when it comes to our capacity to love each and every day, we should choose an opportunity to, when it comes to loving God, that we should choose to grow that. So some of us, um, you know, we came in this morning and had a fantastic time uh, worshiping with one another. Man, it was, it was great. But that's something that can happen even outside of the weekend. That's something that can happen in your car or in your shower before you go to bed. Some of you guys, you connect with God through worship. That's great. Some of us connect with God through, through prayer. Some of us connect with God through some of you guys try to say you connect through God through a hunting stand, but that doesn't, a tree stand, I don't, I don't think that works all the time. So in nature, hanging out, spending time with God, whatever it is, I think every day you have an opportunity to grow that, to spend more time with Jesus. And, and I understand it's not easy because many of us are like, man, my time, I've got, I have zero time in the day. I, Brian, I literally wake up at this time and I go to bed at this time and I barely get any sleep. But if you were to read the statistics for what the average person looks at on their phone every day or looks at Netflix or Facebook, I'm telling you, there's, there's opportunity to adjust your time and spend more time with God. Connect more with him. Grow that relationship. Erica and I um, have been married a number of years. And in, in those years, uh, I have learned that if I don't spend time with her, 
life's going to get real difficult real quick. I've got to learn what her love language is, what the best way for, for her to, to understand that we have this connection. Her specifically is through acts of service. Like if I do something for her, it's the best thing in the whole world. If I tell her she's pretty, she's like, yeah, whatever, just take out the trash. You know? Me, I'm the opposite. I'm like, you tell me I'm pretty. I'm like, oh, I love you forever. <laughs> spending time with one another is important. I think spending time with God is important. And I don't, I don't know if we're in, in a time where it's got to be strictly this and this and this and this. Especially if it's nothing, God says, take a step and let's connect in something. If you're connecting with him one way, what does it look like for you to grow and connect with him a different way or in a better way? I think it's important that we grow what we know. I think it's important that we grow when it comes to our heart and connecting with him. And lastly, the verse talks about that we're supposed to love God with all of our strength. When I think of strength, I think of action, right? I think of something that we, the things that we do. At some point, there's, there's opportunity for us to grow through our actions of loving one another and loving God. Man, I'm so thankful for all the ladies and, and guys that help out um, in kids' ministry and, and Coastline Kids each and every week. Because I know that they're gonna be, those kids are going to be the next pastors in the church that they grow up in. And I know if it wasn't for those ladies and guys that were waking up just a little bit earlier, that were having that, their coffee, and that were, some of them are even changing diapers right now. If it wasn't for them, man, some of these kids wouldn't grow up to know about Jesus the way that they're knowing about it right now. I think about the people that stand at the front of the door, shake hands. Man, I've been with, I've been just like you, man. I've yelled and had a, you know, arguing with my wife in the minivan on the way to church. And I'm a pastor. I know that stuff happens. But there's something about walking through that door and shaking Danny Harness's hand when he's grinning from ear to ear like a fox eating yellow jackets. <laughs> that just kind of melts all that away. And it adjusts my heart and gets me ready for worship. The people that showed up at 7 o'clock in this morning and set up this stage, literally people like are bleeding for you like stubbing their toes and bleeding. It's crazy. That's kind of, that got gross, I'm sorry. But I'm so thankful for them, for how they serve us, for how they serve the people of God, for how they continue to grow through the actions that they take in loving the people that God has put in front of them. I'm thankful, guys, for guys like Chip and Don Clark, for what they do in the community, for Frog, or through Frog, through loving people and giving them free stuff, free appliances, free clothing. I think it's a big deal. When it comes to, to Brandon and uh, the people in, that help out with Common Room that are trying to reach high schoolers, trying to introduce them to Jesus, for how they serve those kids and how they love on those kids, I think it's important. And as they grow in that, I know that it also changes them. This past week, Eric and I were talking about a... Uh, a family in the church that we've been connected with for a, uh, for a number of years now. And as, as we're thinking about all that's happened in their life, life hasn't been easy for them, but I've been able to see God grow in them 
I've, I've been able to see God do amazing things in them as they chose to continue to grow and follow him. And the stories that they could sit here and tell are just phenomenal. But from a guy that's known him for a couple years, what I've seen happen in their life, the transition of how God's worked their life out, is just incredibly humbling. It's, I'm in awe by the power that he has and what he can do if we will choose to grow in what he's put in front of us. I want to tell you, Coastline, it's not, not about the number you give or the hours that you put in for serving or anything like that. It's not about the rung that you're on right now. It's about taking the next step. It's about growing. You want to see God do something amazing through you and in you. Take the next step and grow. Grow in your relationship with him. Grow in your love and capacity to love him and the people that are around you that he's placed in your life. Grow through your actions. Follow Christ. You look throughout all the Bible. Joseph was a nobody. Joseph was loved by his dad, but that was it. He wouldn't have gotten that much of the inheritance. He would have been a shepherd boy or the lowest of the low. But because he continued to grow, because of the, the, the situations that God put him in, he grew and he became second in command of all of Egypt and saved his family. I think of Peter, one of the followers of Christ. He was just a lowly fisherman. And from what the Bible says, he wasn't even good at that. Seriously, all the stories, he's like never catching fish until Jesus shows up. A lot like me, probably. He doesn't even do it all right when he starts following Jesus. He messes up time and time again to the point where when Jesus is at his worst, he denies him in front of the masses. But Jesus says, you know, I'm not done with you. I'm not done. He continued to have faith. He continued to grow. In the book of Acts, we read this. At the specific time when Peter, after Jesus has left, is preaching, it says this. It says, those who accepted his message, meaning Peter's, he was talking about Jesus. Those that were accepting his message were baptized. And there were about 3,000 added to their number that day. That guy went from being a fisherman, a fisherman who wasn't really good to a fisher of men the way that Jesus told him he would. And at some point baptized 3,000 people in one setting. You want to talk about God can do some amazing things through you if you will choose to grow and to follow him. I can tell you from my own story. Man, today I love doing church with you guys. I love our church family. If we were all to crunch together and, and move forward or whatever, we would maybe fill up two sections of this whole room, which is, is cool. I'm down with that. But I know that as we continue to grow and follow Jesus, it, we're not going to worry about having to fill up two sections. We're going to worry about how do we fill up two services? How do we reach the thousands of people that are in New Smyrna Beach that do not know him? It all happens today through you choosing to take your next step and to grow in your relationship with him, to take your next step tomorrow and continue to follow him. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. If you're here today and you say, Jesus, I want to take my next step in you. I want to grow 
in my relationship with you. If that's you, I want you to raise a hand up and put it right back down. You said, Jesus, I want to take my next step. Whatever it is, you know what it is. If you're here today, and maybe you would not, before this message, recognize yourself as a follower of Christ, but today you want to start to follow him. Or maybe today you say, you know, I've, I've said I'm a Christian, but my actions haven't really showed it. Today, I want to rededicate myself. I want to follow Christ and grow in him. If that's you, I just want you to put a hand up and put it right back down. Heavenly Father, you've seen all the hands that have gone up all over this place. Lord, you know the things that we're struggling with, the things that we're dealing with. I pray that today you would give us the courage and challenge us to take our next step in you, to have faith in you, to trust in you, to serve the people that are around us, that live to our left and live to our right, the people that we go to church with, the people that we work with. I pray that you allow us to grow in you. And as we choose you, as we continue to follow you, God, I pray that that your, your blessings would rain down on us, that you would continue to show us your goodness. God, I know that you can do more with us than what we can do with ourselves. And so I pray that you would do that here today and for the week to come. I thank you so much for what you've done and what you're going to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.